I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to yet another edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad Brown. It's great to have you with us. And thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. Another one of our fly-on-the-wall coaching calls uh, here on the podcast. And we love getting feedback, just so you know, before I get into who's on today's show. Uh, one thing I picked up when we were at the Old Mutual Two Oceans Expo earlier this year was that you love these sorts of calls. And often we create content. We're not quite sure if it's going to hit the mark or not. Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback about this podcast. Uh, podcast. You, you're more than welcome to pop us an email, support at coachparry.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. Uh, let us know what you think. If there's uh, something we can improve on, we all ears, okay? So make sure you do reach out. Coming up on today's show, uh, we joined once again by Coach Marcus. He's going to be chatting to William Barrett, who's training for Comrades as well. So, yeah, fantastic to have William on. He's a, a great runner, and he's uh, yeah, he's improved unbelievably. So uh, you'll hear all of that on today's show as well. And don't forget another chance for you to win with Biogen, uh, the Biogen journey. We've been following James Hobbo Hobson's uh, journey to the Ironman 70.3 in Derby this year and I'll tell you or let me tell you how you can win all you need to do is use the hashtag Biogen journey uh, on the social medias now uh, we could pick it up and we could be making you a winner three months access to the coach Perry online training club as well as a Biogen hamper is what's up for grabs every single week here on the podcast we are coming towards the end of that campaign so this is your last chance. If you'd like to win, make sure you use those hashtags, okay? Uh, and we'll announce this week's winner at uh, the back end of this podcast. We head to Bloemfontein today. We've got William Barrett, one of the members of uh, the Coach Perry Online Training Club, on the call with us. William, how's it? Morning, Brad. Morning, Marcus. All good and yeah. Yeah, very, very good. good. This good, is a bit good. of a, a trifecta. Marcus in Pretoria, I'm in Cape Town, you're in Bloemfontein. We, we've we got all bases covered here. Uh, let's talk about running in Bloom. You you told us uh, you, you're originally from Bloom, but you spent some time in Cape Town. You just moved back. We're heading into winter. Uh, you, you tell me you're the only guy at your club run this morning that was uh, all dressed to the nines. Long pants, gloves, the works. Absolutely. Um, obviously, the six years in Cape Town make me a bit of a softie. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, but uh, it's lovely to be back in Bloemfontein, and um, I must say it's uh, like a, it's going to take some time to get used to the altitude. But yeah, lovely to be back, and uh, nice to meet up with our friends again. I was going to say there's there's a bit less air up in in Bloom as well, but but that's not a bad thing. It, it, you struggle a bit when you start, but uh, when you end up getting used to it and then going down to races at sea level, you've got a massive advantage. They say so. They say so. You're hoping to win comrades this year, will you? Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about your your running background. How did you how did you start running? What got you into it? Uh, Brad, I I started uh, training for my first marathon in June 2016. I trained for the uh, Cape Town Marathon. Uh, back then, I was 30 kgs heavier than I'm now, and. Uh, <clears throat> Um, I, I spoke to a friend who, who did a couple of comrades and I said to her, if I feel fine after my first marathon, I will consider entering for comrades. Back in the days, it didn't sell out so fast. So anyway, halfway I phoned her and I said, no, I'm feeling fine. I'm under two hours for the half. Oh, I think maybe I'll consider comrades. And after the marathon, when I checked my phone, she just sent me a screenshot that she's entered. 
So I had no choice to, <laughs> to, to enter the conference. And um, yeah, I just carried on training from there. Um, I was lucky enough to get an entry for the Three Peaks Challenge. You know, the one where you do Devil's Peak, McClear's Beacon, and, and then Lion's Head. And after that, um, I just progressed. And I went to Comrades, the up run in 2017. Had a lovely run at Comrades. And yeah, since then, running has been a big part of my life. I was fortunate enough to, to push a friend who's in a wheelchair for the uh, two Cape Town marathons. And last year, I did my back-to-back. I had a little bit of a knee issue. So on 30Ks, my knee gave in. And it became a really long day on the road. And uh, this year, the goal is to go back and uh, get 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 a better result. It's amazing. Before we get into sort of getting the better result, I'm interested to find out about this losing 30 kgs because I know a lot of people want to know what's what's the secret. What did you do? Was it just a, a case of eating right and training, or was it was there anything else to it? No, nothing. I just cut sugar completely. <clears throat> And uh, bread completely for the first, say, six months of training. And as the mileage increased, I just started, you know, sugar is still not a really big part of my diet, but I enjoy my wine, I enjoy my beer, I enjoy my pizza. So pretty much now I eat what I want, but it's just the training that uh, managed to, to, to help me to shed all those extra kgs. It's amazing. Going back for comrades number three this year, uh, you know you're in no man's land now, William. There's no turning back because comrades runners can't count. Two's halfway to ten. Once you've done three, you have to go on and, and get your green number. That's that's what they say, Brad. And to be very honest, I was I was dead set. I was, I'm going to do two and, and, done. Not, and done. Because I had such a bad run um, last year, I just, I just couldn't stop. You know, you, I, I would hate myself to, to to think that my last run at Comrades was bad um, or disappointing on the one side. Um, so yeah, the goalposts definitely shifted, and um, yeah, a couple of mates uh, got there or going for green numbers now. So yeah, maybe you never know. <laughs> that's how that's how they suck you in, William. That's they they know us too well. They, they do. And, they and, do. And, and comrades is such a long day. It's, it's so difficult to run the perfect comrades. There's always going to be something that, that you feel you can do better or improve on. And that's what keeps you coming back. Um, besides the fact that it's an amazing day out. And what, what, do you, what do you love about comrades? I mean, it hurts. There's no doubt about it. It's a tough day. But there's obviously something about it that, that draws you back. Oh, definitely. Um, the, the friendships that I've managed to, to form in the build-up to comrades, the hours that you spend on the road, um, it's, 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 it's friendships for life. And the camaraderie is just something that you cannot explain to somebody who's not experienced it. Um, and, and it gives you a goal to, to push through the really tough times. And um, I guess once that is part of your lifestyle, it becomes part of your DNA, and then it's really hard to, to not go back. Um, I know the stats shows uh, that the drop-off rate from novices to uh, about 6,000 going for the first year and then only 3,000 go back. But um, those 3,000 that go back for the back-to-back, they, I guess, end up doing 10, 15. 
So, uh, yeah, Comrades is a life-changing event, and uh, it definitely pulled me through tough, tough times. So uh, I'll ever be thankful for Comrades. I love that. Marcus, I'm going to bring you in here. You've, you've had a look at William's sort of uh, numbers that he, sent, that he sent through. Your initial thoughts, and then let's jump into some, some general questions and, and, uh, and, and see what, what we can help William with. Okay, perfect. William, um, tell me your, what, what were your Comrades times in 17 and 18? So, 2017, I finished in uh, 828. 828, uh, okay. Yeah, I went with and about... qualifier then, can you remember? I think I, I had a C qualifier. Um, I okay. think I, I was in the C batch. Um, I think it must have been my, my Peninsula Marathon, which I ran back then in 343. Okay. And, and that year, I, and that year was into the southeast. I say that year every year it's into the southeaster, but I think that year was particularly bad. So on a good day, that that would have been about a three twenty, I reckon. That was that was a that, the southeaster was pumping that day, yeah. So I had a good, and I only went to comrades with about eight hundred k's. So my first uprun was really good. I had a, and I had a little bit of a knee niggle, and on the day nothing went wrong. Everything went right. 2017, I was going for a silver, and I managed silver pace up until about 30 k's, and then just something in my knee just went. I don't so know what it 2018 was. Last year. Yeah, sorry, 2018 last yeah. year. Yeah. So, so that ended up a long day. I finished in a 10:07, even even though my uh, ocean's time was a 4:20, and yeah. it wasn't a flat out race. It was just a bad bad day. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so my, my, my two comrades times, I've, I've got a up of 8.28 and a down of 10.07. Okay. And and tell me, what was your qualifier last year? Last year, I ran the Kango in a 3.09. Okay. Okay, perfect. And obviously, you did the, the Peninsula now in a 3.05. That's correct. This year I did okay. the, the uh, and I, uh, the goal was to go for a sub three. Okay. I, halfway I went through one twenty nine, but uh, the wind was just too tough. And at the at the end, and I missed my my little group that I ran with. I stopped for a bit of water and coat mixture, and mm -hmm. I carried on. So and when I missed them, it, the the wind was just uh, it was killing me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so but I, I still feel quite comfortable with with the three hundred five. Um, yeah, I wanted the A seeding because I saw that stat that Lindy said. Uh, you know, the number of silver medalists coming from the A seeding versus the B seeding. But I also know that trying to go and get an A seeding is only going to improve my time of two minutes max. But the risk of injury and uh, racing another race. So I just accepted that uh, I've got a B seating and I'm quite comfortable with that right now. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I was in B in 28, 2017 and um, there was, there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that um, that you shouldn't be too worried about. What's interesting is if I look at your your 5K time trial, the 1830 that you that you posted, um, that equates to a, a very, very close to a sub-3 marathon. And... Um, I mean, so I, th I definitely think a silver is within reach for you, for you this year. Granted that you don't start too hard because that's obviously going to, you know, we just spoke about um, that in the, in the previous call. It's all about how you run the first 
in my opinion, the first 28 to 38 kilometers. Um, I mean, even in Changa is what, 43 kilometers in. So, so I mean, that's a three-kilometer hill. And usually just when you crest the hill there, uh, or you know, when you get to the top, that's when you that's when you slowly but surely start really experiencing what your legs feel like. Um, and it, it's very important that you respect the first twenty-eight kilometers and then run the the next, uh, I'd say, the next fifty or the next forty really clever. And then you need to adapt your strategy from there on um, back to the to the stadium. Um, with regards to to training paces, the paces that you, you you're currently on the silver program, right? That's correct. Okay, and 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 everything's hundred percent there. No injuries, nothing that you that you're concerned about. No, no, I uh, my knees feeling fine. <clears throat> um, the mileage, I, I only uh, joined the silver program about a month and a half ago. Let's okay, say, give or take. Okay, um, and and I managed to uh, complete the training runs in the uh, uh, suggested training paces. And yeah. I'm not, you know, the easy run is a 4.30 to a 5.10. I, okay. I, manage, I manage a 4.45, 4.40s, you know. So I'm more or less in between, in the middle of, of, of the suggested paces. And, oh, uh, and, and I'm feeling fine. Um, I've got a question around that uh, that I'll ask later on, and it, uh, it, it equates to your heart rate and what, what your heart rate should be. But um, I'll ask that a little bit later in, in, in the call. Yeah, but th that was going to be my next question. Um, I don't know if it was by mistake, but I see you answered that you don't have a, a heart rate training um, or, or a heart rate um, monitor. Do you have one? And... Um, do you use it to do well during all your runs? And do you ever look at the information that you get from that? Yeah, sorry, I I think I missed that question on the uh, questionnaire. I no, run, no. yeah, no, I, I always run with the heart rate monitor, and um, my my heart rate on a say on a easy run at four forty five yeah. is around about one forty one forty two beats per minute. And how old are you now? I'm 37. Okay, bang on. It's exactly what it needs to be. Exactly what it needs to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you you can't get more. In fact, it's it's slightly lower than what it should be. So that that's even better news. If you were if you were higher than that, then I I'd, I'd be concerned because it, what your heart is then telling us, even though you can't you you perceive it to be easy, it's not really easy. Well, not for your body. My mother-in-law is the prime example. She's almost, she was 58 years of age now, and she's been running for more years than we've been alive. And uh, she's always sick, always, always sick. And until one day I sat down with her and I said, listen, let's let's quickly do the maths. I said, what is your, your easy pace? Uh, it's a, f a 550. I said, okay, perfect. What is your race pace? No, it's a 540. I said, but that's the problem. There's no real, there's no, I mean, 10 seconds, let's call it even 20 seconds if it, if it was the case. But there needs to be a significant difference between your really hard running pace and your easy pace. And your heart rate's a good indicator of, of whether you're really running easy or not. And the math method that we, that I refer to often is, it's 180 minus your age. So strictly speaking, you should be around about 143. And the fact that it's two to three beats lower than that, Brilliant stuff. It, it just tells me you are right running at the right zones. So there's no need for you to push closer to the 430 marker because it'll be more, um, it'll be, it won't be beneficial to you at all. Yeah. So just keep on running where you are at the moment. I'm not sure if that okay. answers your question. If you want to ask the, the question about the heart rate, William? 
No, that was exactly what I wanted to ask. Is I the the one eighty minus my age? Um, that's the one that I try to uh, to use. But you know, with with the watches, some say your training zone. It should be in training zone two, but I mean, then I'm running at uh, 130 or 132 beats per minute, um, which is, I don't think, I, I think it's too low. Um, yeah. So, so I'm good if I say my easy runs, um, 180 minus my age. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and if, that's, you, that's, if you really yeah. want to be disciplined for your recovery runs, you can do 175 minus your age. And if yeah. you've, let's say for argument's sake, you've, you've just come off an injury or you were sick for a few days, it's best to implement the um, the, the 175 minus your age um, uh, well method. Um, but I mean, let's hope that you um, that you remain healthy from now on until the race day. Mm. Um, but 180 minus your age, I, it, what I've achieved by just implementing that method is amazing. So, so it's a really good thing to work from. Perfect, because I was a little bit scared because it was out of the zone two. But I mean, I, I, I feel comfortable. I feel easy. I can have a conversation. Um, so no, thank you very much. That's very important to me because I'm going to, uh, from now going to comrades, that will be my my easy run. I'll, I'll I'll not exceed, let's say, one forty three beats per minute. Yeah. So just another thing on that is when you run on comrades, when you run a race day. So obviously your your comfortable pace. You said it's about four forty five to five minutes. So if you run a silver, I'll just do the calculations now. But if you aim for silver, it should be a five oh eight per kilometer. Okay. That yeah. So if we do seven thirty, that's five eleven. If we go 725, that's 508 per kilometer. Okay. So just the thing that you need to take into consideration, I've just explained it as well. The, the longer you run, the, the more inaccurate your heart rate becomes. So yeah. we have what we call a cardiac drift. So your heart rate tends to go up and up and up because there's less blood, less blood in your system. And it's not a, it's not an accurate reference. So yeah. um, Brad just confirmed that Lindsay's already sent his pacing charts to comrades. So you will be able to get a, a really detailed pacing chart from the expert. And you need to get that pacing chart and you need to stick to that thing come hello high water. You, yeah. you need to tell yourself, doesn't matter how good you feel in the first 28 to 30, let's make it the first 40 kilometers, um, or even after in Janga. Does not matter how good you feel, doesn't matter how strong you feel. If you really, really feel that strong, then try and you know perform towards the end. But the best thing you can do for your race, especially on the uprun, is not to overcook the first 28 kilometers. It is so important. Because like I just explained, it's you still it's early in the race, you're still feeling very fresh and you feel like, okay, well, I can I can give so much more than I'm currently running. And that's the pitfall that you that the guys usually put their foot into. And and it's it's it just becomes a mess later during the race, and you're really going to kick yourself if you if you overcooked it in the beginning and you you were warned not to do it because my first comrades same story, I was running at exactly the same heart rate, exactly the same pace as you. I mean, I was super confident going into that, and I wouldn't say I overcooked it like properly, but I did ever so slightly. And after I um, uh, just crossed in Changa. I, I, my, my running partner that I ran with on the day, he said, oh, I think I just had my first strike, meaning that he just felt his first, you know, uh, bit of a blow with regards to fatigue. And yeah. I said, oh, no, man, it's fine. Let's just keep on going. And we ran, and I, not even three kilometers later, I said, okay, well, I think I've just experienced the same. <laughs> and 
and then I knew, I mean, I still had 50 kilometers to go and I knew I was, well, not 50, I had about 40 kilometers to go and I knew I was going to be in trouble. So, so it's, it's, it's something that you need to just be mindful of when you start your run. Now, I'm perfectly comfortable with that, Marcus. And you touched, uh, you, you mentioned the pacing charts, and that uh, speaks to my second question. Um, because I'm such a borderline, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the process 100%, and I'm trusting the pacing charts. Even if I feel like Superman in the first 20Ks, I am sticking to the pacing chart. My question is, does the pacing chart... Um, allow for a little bit of a run-walk strategy or not really? I've never practiced a run-walk strategy. And um, I, I, I normally take a little bit of a break, say, every 10Ks, and then at the, one of the hydration stations, I stop completely. I mix my water and my Coke, and that takes a little bit of time. And then I start walking while I drink that, but I'll somewhere have two or three. Of, of, of water and coke mixes and then I'll carry on. So my question is, the pacing chart is, is there a little bit of a run-walk break um, factored in or is that pretty much based on the route, bearing in mind that the guy is going to run the average of 508 um, down faster, up slower, but uh, does it make a, is there, is there a little bit of fat built in? Yeah. So, so, so first and foremost, what, what's nice about the pacing charts is it takes the, the, the route profile and every single kilometer into consideration. So when you go up Fields Hill, um, it takes the, the, that specific hills profile into consideration and it adapts the pace that it, that it, that, well, that forms part of the whole um, pacing chart. It's difficult to factor in a very accurate run-walk strategy because what you do is different to what the other a thousand other people do. Yeah. So you know what is it, and it's a really uh, good question. I know there is some some fat built into the program, but Lindsay Lindsay did the the, the pacing chart, and and I think it's a good thing to discuss in the forum. Okay. But uh, for instance, when I give my athletes advice on on what to do, I've got like the, the four big hills. I say on Cowies, you do one walk. Um, on Fields Hill, you do one or two walks, depending on how you feel, and those should be 30 seconds long. Puerta is not that long. You take one walk, and then going up in Changa, you take two proper walks. So you take 30 to 40 second walk in the first kilometer of the hill, and another 30 to 40 second walk in the second, uh, the third kilometer of the hill. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's different strategies and there's different run walk um, plans that people implement. So it's tricky to cater for everyone, but but it's a really valid question and, and something that I'll take up with Lindsay. Yeah, and we'll just pop it into the forum. pop it into the forum. But also, William, Lindsay, and I, and it was a while ago. We've recorded a series of audio podcasts, and and this doesn't just apply to Silver. So anybody listening to this who's who thinks this doesn't apply to them, we've actually done an audio podcast for each medal. So what is the run walk strategy for uh, a Vic Clapham, for a bronze, for a Bull Rowan, pretty much across the board? And there's one for Silva. Just actually uh, look for it now quick. What I'll do is I'll pop the links to those in the show notes to this episode. So uh, it'll be on the website. You can click through and have a listen to those as well. So that's a really nice guide. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know Lindsay did mention it's run X amount and then there's a minute sort of walking that's baked in. So uh, yeah, there is definitely a, a run walk sort of strategy built into those those pacing charts. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Any other questions? Um, I think uh, we are pretty much, uh, my, my biggest concern was the uh, heart rate that I'm, that I, 
I'm not training at the right intensity, but I feel quite comfortable with that now. My last question is, um, <clears throat> with the relocation to Bloemfontein, I had a little bit of a, uh, a flu, so I didn't run Oceans this year. I was due to, but I didn't. So I don't have that guide or that confidence booster just to, 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 to know where exactly where I'm at. Um, I've done a couple of longer runs, but you know, it's not the same. It's not that race. So going forward from now, 1st of May to Comrades, I know I shouldn't cramp in a bad April trying to cramp that into May. Um, but I do feel comfortable that I can do a 5K extra year and a 5K extra there just to get the total mileage up towards comrades. Would you guys advise that? Or would you say, right off bad April, forget about the case that you didn't get in, stick to the program and keep on focusing on the program as is? How much, how many, or how many weeks did you, did you miss out the program? Uh, I missed about a hundred guys, give or take. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, put it this way, um, for me, a golden rule in any form of sport, unless you're a professional, is never play catcher. That's that's one thing that that we as as everyday people that's got an eight to five, and in your case, that's also got um, you know kids. It, it's just something that we cannot afford to do. And I'm just scared that if you try and play catch up, it puts too much stress on your system, and you end up being sick again. Uh, um, if you haven't done that ultra, it's not the end of the world because you don't want to race that in any way. Because yeah. if you race oceans and you, you, you must know that you're not going to have a good conference, you must, you must choose which one you want to do properly and do the other one as a training run. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you did a, you did a 420, um, oceans in 2017, right? That's correct. I mean, and I can guarantee you if you hadn't done a in, in, uh, in 2018. Oh, in 2018. Oh, okay. Well, then, 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 then it makes sense that that it possibly had a, a, a effect on your knee, um, because I mean, a four twenty is nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's a seriously good run. But um, well, from my experience, that you didn't really take it easy then, did you? I, I went about on the podcast. You know, they said training run, race comrades. If you really, really want to. Give a oceans a go, go out at about 75%. Okay. And, and that was more or less what I did. Um, I, 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 I had lots of juice in the tank left. Um, sure. Uh, I, I felt fine. Uh, and, and the weirdest thing was after comrades, I took off about two weeks completely and then I went for a very easy 3K and my knee wasn't sore. So I'm still a little bit baffled, and I posted it on the forum also. I, 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 I'm still a little bit baffled what happened that day. But be it as it may, maybe that was my um, the running gods way <laughs> to get me back to go for another comrades. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> William, just the last question with regards to that is um, your uh, – what was I going to ask now? Okay, so um, – yeah, it was something that I that I made a mental note of now. Um, but I mean, with regards to the, with the the longer runs that you've done, how many marathons have you done this year? I've done Peninsula. Okay, only one. I've done Peninsula. Yeah, 
Okay. And how many ultras have you run? Nothing. Okay. So what I would suggest is, and I don't know what, how this, how this links up with your program, but, but many clubs at the moment has got their comrades long runs. And yeah. I suggest for you to try and run at least one 50 kilometer run. Okay. I, I actually cut my 50 run, 50 kilometer run short to, to jump onto this call. So I've done, <laughs> I've, done a, I've done a 32 and then I, I quickly just. Okay. We're going to end this now. William, you got to go do another 18, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, even next weekend, if you can run a 45 next weekend um, on the 11th, it's it's four weeks out. It's not too much on your system, but you need to do a final dress rehearsal. You need to run at that pace. You need to yeah. um, you need to run in the top that you're going to run. You need to implement your your uh, nutrition strategy. For yeah. me, it's all about that one last long run and say this worked, this didn't work. What am I going to change? Or everything was was like clockwork. Boom! I'm right for this race. It's a big mental boost as well. But you need to do that one long run, um, especially when the going gets tough in comrades. You're going to tell yourself, I've been here and I'm able to push through. I can do this. And you need because it's all about like after a certain mileage in comrades, it becomes a mental thing. And that's where you need, you need to have your mental game with you on the day. Just, just uh, I just want to clarify something. When I said I've only done one marathon, I mean, that was uh, right. Oh, okay. uh, um, I mean the 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 three hour twenty runs on the silver program. That's a that's a easy forty on a on a Saturday. So I've yeah, had okay. a couple of those. Um, okay. Nothing more than forty two. But uh, and and this is my final question. The program says we must do a sixty k run on the weekend of the twelfth. Yes. And then the following weekend, there's another about, uh, uh, I think it's a three hour run. So then there's another, then there's another give or take 35 to 38. So, so, um, there's still a lot of running that needs to happen from now until, and only thereafter we start to taper seriously. So, yeah. um, so I feel that, yes, I've missed the, the ultra. But but uh, a normal Saturday would be a thirty-eight or a forty or a forty-two. So although I've okay. missed I've missed a big dress rehearsal in a race circumstance, it's not that I didn't put in the kilometers training-wise. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree with you. In that case, don't play catch up. Just follow the program right to the end. Yep. You, you're right on track, William, and, and this is the time where everyone, it doesn't matter what medal you're chasing, everyone's doubting, have, have I done enough, do I need to do more, and you cannot cram for comrades. Follow the program, trust the process, and you will be rewarded on race day. That's as, as simple as it is. William, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Unfortunately, we are out of time, uh, but yeah, if you've got any questions, pop them in the forum. We love having you in there, and uh, yeah, thanks for being part of the team. Thank you so much for the advice. Two big thumbs up. I'm a new member, and for everybody who's listening, if you really want to take your running to the next level, this is the one place where you want to join. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome website, and thank you so much for the guidance. You really elevated my running to the next level. I really appreciate it. William, cool. you well are done, a star. Man. No worries. Anytime, and yeah, we can't wait to hear how things go in the final build-up, and then yeah, we'll be, we'll be following you closely on race day. Awesome. All the best, guys. 
Thank you very much to William and thanks to Marcus as well. I hope you enjoyed that chat and got something out of it. Don't forget as well, if you do love this podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review or a rating on uh, whichever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, If it's on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us uh, sort of bump up in the rankings and we get in front of more uh, runners just like you and we're able to help more people. So uh, if you haven't left us a review yet, think of it as our virtual tip jar. It's an opportunity for you to give something back to us uh, that literally only takes a couple of seconds, doesn't cost you anything, uh, and it helps us immensely. So if you wouldn't mind doing that we'd appreciate it massively time for our winner here on the coach barry podcast this week uh, our biogen journey competition i mentioned at the start of the show that if you use the hashtag biogen journey on social media we could be making you a winner well today's winner is stefan peterson and uh, stefan is training for the trans bavians mountain bike race that is definitely on my bucket list it scares the pants off me that you have to ride a mountain bike but uh yeah it looks like an amazing amazing race one day uh, really tough as nails uh stefan we're gonna help you get there mate three months access to the coach barry online training club is yours plus a biogen hamper all with the compliments of biogen so it's as simple as that. If you haven't checked out Biogen on social media yet, please do. Uh, they've been filming uh, an amazing series of videos with Hobbo in the build-up to his Ironman 70.3. Go check them out. Give them a like on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are on social media, uh, and check out those videos. You won't be disappointed. It's a, a very, very cool story. Stefan, thanks for being in touch. Uh, we'll pop you an email to get uh, the rest of your details. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. We love having you around. And don't forget, our next Comrades Online Success Seminar brought to you by Bonnie Tass is coming up in just a few days' time. All you need to do if uh, you'd like to register is head over to coachparry.com forward slash webinar. Uh, that's where you can get all the details. Make sure you register and it's one that you're not going to want to miss, okay? Uh, t- how to save yourself 20 minutes on race day. Uh, Lindsay's going to be walking through that and it's definitely one not to miss. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, you have yourself a great one. We'll chat soon.